Alonzo. Right. I'm Otis 12, your studio host, along with Diver Dan Dooley. What's going on tonight, Diver Dan? Something very, very special. Oh, is it very special? There is a rock and roll group that has not played together for, what, 8, 12 years, something oh, like that. Yes. Millions want them to, hey. and tonight they will. Diver Dan, I'd like to remind you, we can't tell anyone out there who they are. We can't mention no. the names of no. these four Liverpudlians. That's right, from across the big pond. Right. These foreigners. But you ought to get back to Midnight Mondo if you want to hold their hand. They'll be on tonight, those four mystery mop tops, and also Diana Flyad, government swimmer, and a dead gorilla right here on Midnight Mondo. All you need is to stay Carmel presents Wimp Hits of the 60s. Yes, Carmel Records offers you records and tapes containing 22 Wimp Hits of the 60s, like this anthem. And this one by The Grass Roots. Kick the turntable. Kick it. Innovation that made the 60s what they were to all of us. The love generation. Yes, you'll get yummy, yummy. Kick, sting, we should have said today. Funny little clowns. Take your heart for me, Susan. Last kiss, Cherry, Cherry. I will follow him. Thank you, Nigel. Let's give it a damn. By Dean Rubout and the Muscleheads. Inspirations for the bands we love today. This one recorded on tissue paper. you loved back then grudgingly and songs you'll love today even more grudgingly like this one by Billy South and the Northman Well where oh where can my baby be the Lord took her away from me Here's Kangaroo Leper Says she loved me yes, yes Carmel presents Wimp Hits of the 60s $4.98 for 8-tracks cassettes, $32 for one-sided records. That's Carmel Records' Wimp Hits of the 60s. This is Otis 12, way up here in a helicopter with Mick Jagger. Reminding you, this is Midnight Mondo. Really, Mick, you're real lucky. No child support, man, huh? Welcome back to Midnight Mondo, buckaroos. You know, learning don't always come from books. Sometimes the best kind of learning comes from experience. 
no matter how bizarre that experience may be. Just listen to Midnight Mondo's own Old Geezer. Gee, old geezer, sir, where does the wind come from? Well, buckaroo, the wind is made when the trees make love. You know what love is now, don't you, boy? Well, gee, gosh, yes, old geezer. I'm seven years old. The wind is made when the trees make hickeys. Right a rooney. Now, the trees, they get all excited and sway back and forth so as you get wind. And the winter winds are cold because the trees are naked. And the summer winds are warm because the leaves rub together and cause warmth. Friction, very scientific. <laughs> is that why you have an neurotic fear of leaves, old geezer? Well, I guess so, buckaroo. Leaves can cause fire. I won't let leaves rub up against me. I might burn up. Well, gee, leaves rub up against me and I don't burn up. Well, that's because you don't have a beard. Well, yes, I do. Well, I say you do. Well, but it's plastic. Well, see, now that explains it. Leaves are dangerous to beards. That's why I don't have any leaves on my face. You put leaves together with a good stand of facial hair and you watch out. Barbers won't work in forests. Hmm. Trees burn up in the forest. Trees make love close to each other in the forest and their leaves catch on fire if the trees have beards. And the trees down the block don't catch fire unless they're hit by lightning. Where does the lightning come from, old geezer? Well, lightning comes from stars making love with clouds. Oh, the stars jump on the clouds. Hey, that's right, Jocko. And the stars are always on top. It's kind of a quaint old folk way. <laughs> well, it's the truth, and the scientists know it. You ever seen a scientist walk in the forest during a lightning storm at night? No. Well, you won't either, because it's too dangerous. They know they might catch fire. Well, then why don't the scientists warn us about the leaves and the lightning, old well, geezer? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because the scientists are afraid of the truth, Rugrat. That's that's why they don't answer none of my letters. They're afraid. That's why the scientists' wives are unhappy all the time. The scientists are afraid of catching fire. They never make love. Gosh, that's silly. You're right, it's silly. You can't catch fire making love unless you have leaves. Everybody knows that. you never seen a scientist's wife with a beard, have you? Or leaves. Or leaves. Of course, of course, I've seen a lot of scientists blow hot air. Now, I can't figure that one out. They don't make love. They don't have any leaves. And if they did, it must have been the Mexican food that they always eat. Yeah, that's it, the Mexican food. All them hot spices oh. from Mexican plants that they used to make love. Yeah. All that friction. Oh. It must transfer. Yeah, it, it transfers into the spices in their food. It's potential energy. They're very scientific. There must be some truth to it. Gosh, you're smart, old geezer. Well, it's just common sense, buckaroo. It's like my grandma used to say, never stick a sharp object in your ear over a major fault line. This is Midnight Mondo. We take you now to the home of Newt and Ponch, two unemployed cow-shearing champions and potato mechanics, for another episode of What's On? Hey, Newt, what's on? I don't know, Ponch. I'm powerful busy. Now, don't bother me. Yeah, what are you doing? Hey, you're not putting the sidewalk in the garage again, are you? Well, I ain't no... Well... What if I was? Don't you want the sidewalk to start in the morning, don't you? It'll be cold if I leave it out. Uh, no, no, you're so stupid. Right you don't have to put the sidewalk in the garage. You don't? Nope. See, I took the battery out and put it in the garage. You're so <laughs> clever, Punch. Well, hey, take a look at this, though. I've been counting the walls. What for? Well, see how many we got. Well, how many we got? Well, more than enough to go around. We got three. Three? Yeah. We only got three walls? Well, one for you, one for me, and we got a guest wall in case any old ladies from the Middle East want to come in and wail by it. Oh, Newt, why would any old lady from the Middle East want to wail at our wall? To hold her pants up, of course. Oh. But it don't matter, see, because last time I heard from her, she was down to a pack a day. 
Oh. And she joined this Indian tribe because she always wanted to see Paris. New. But they'd all switched the economy New. cars. New. What you want, Ponch? You look kind of sick there. New. What's on, Ponch? Oh, Newt, I'm so glad you asked me what's, what's on. What's on? I'm looking. Here's your TV right. index right here, Newt. Oh, boy. You sit down, Newt. You need to Got sit it. down for a yeah, while. Yeah, I'm sitting Let's see here. Straight um, how's this sound here? Oh, Seventy-four what? million is enough. A part-time plumber marries a Punjab courtesan, and laughter erupts when the entire subcontinent of India moves into his basement apartment. Oh, same thing happened to me back in 43. Bring back rough memories. Oh, rough. Well, let's see what else is on there. How about grumpy days? Oh, yeah, see, I like what that happened one. Yeah. Um, Franzi. Franz gets tanked yeah. up because Richie totals his chopper, and Franz does some cutting on Richie with this lich blade. Ooh. It's first of two parts. Oh, no, I don't watch it. I can't remember, Steve, from one week to the next what happened. Oh, well, never mind. My, then, my grade school teacher now, she told me I had a bad memory. I, yeah. What was her name? Yeah, uh, she, she, well, she told she, me that last week, Newt. Yeah, I knew. Um, Newt, I'm going to go tie some of these gophers to the railroad tracks here. Oh, okay. See, I'll like, just stay here oh, and play with it. I'm going to play with the parakeet, Ponch. Hey, 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 Newt, wait. We ain't got a parakeet. Sure we do. Here, old Tom. I'm going to let him out of his cage Tom. here. And you, Tom, there. Newt, you don't mean that bobcat what's been killing all the dogs in the neighborhood, do you? That, that ain't no bobcat. That's Tom. There you are, Tom. Pretty birdie. Newt, pretty that thing's birdie. a killer. Get off my shoulder. It's a parakeet, Ponch. I know, because he keeps messing up the newspaper I put in his cage now. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Now, can you try that? Can you try that, Tom? Can you just... Please, Polly, want a leg of lamb? We'll be back next week with more of What's On. Meanwhile, government officials, do you know where the nearest Cuban Marxist gorilla is? And now it's time for the continuing adventures of Diana Flyad, Government Swimmer. Good day to go for Florida, Diana, baby. Hey, those oh. waves could be what? How big are those Ooh, waves? Those are big waves. They could be more than Surf 20, 30 Ooh. feet. Yeah, right, 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 baby. Don't sweat it. An extra coat of linseed oil. That's all you need. Hey, those dolls over there, they're gathered around. Something's floating over there. Looks like the swimming nun. Hey, you can sneak right by them, Diana. That's great. Yeah, they're busy. You can get right by Hey, where'd she go? Diana, where'd she go? I don't know. Hey, look. Uh... Diana. Look, I put my shoes on my hands this morning. <laughs> this is Midnight Mondo. Starring the Ogden Hetzel. Stay tuned for more glory. Special Midnight Mondo presentation for you, for your children, the Beatles, together again. It's been a hard day and night. 
In August of 1970, the greatest entity in rock and roll history dissolved itself. The Beatles broke up. After riding a wave of popularity realized by few others in the history of entertainment, John, Paul, George, and Ringo cited personality conflicts, artistic disagreements, and business problems for the demise of the act we'd known for all those years. The music world was stunned. The collapse of the Fab Four left a void, an emptiness, a vacuum that was soon filled by the likes of Alice Cooper, the Ramones, uh, David Bowie, Peter Frampton, John Denver, and Debbie Boone. The music world is still stunned. Why were the Beatles so important, so irreplaceable? What exactly did they mean to us? Why is it essential to bring them back now? We took our Midnight Mondo microphones out on the street to find out. The, the Beatles? Wow, man, those were the days, huh? You know, they weren't exactly like brothers to me, you know, or even uh, good friends, you know? They were like, uh, how can I put this, man? They were four incredibly wealthy young musicians that I would never meet. Uh, want a jelly bean? We're talking to Frankie Valley. Frankie, what did the Beatles mean to you? The Beatles. The Beatles wiped us out. You know, yeah. we went from uh, mm -hmm. 1964 to 1975 without a hit record. <laughs> Long stretch. I'm, I'm a little bitter. Because this song was a bad idea to begin with. Well, you know what I think is? <laughs> well, they, the Beatles spoke not only to the sensibility of the 60s, but also, you know what I think is that their unique, <laughs> polyphonic approach to rock and roll, <laughs> the totality of their synergy, you know, <laughs> which, though, you know, through their music, it, it expanded on their vocal, well... Who are we talking about? <laughs> oh, look, I've sat down on my Braunschweiger. <laughs> I was living on a little commune, you know, and we were all in the Beatles, and who wasn't, right? But the White Album really did it to me. Like, Blackbird, I thought, yeah, the, the blacks are really oppressed. And when, when I heard Helter Skelter, I knew, man, I knew the pigs had to go! All right, Charlie, Mr. Manson, time's up. Let's go. Uh, I, Bye, Charlie. I want to... Since that black day in August in 1970, promoters the world over have sought to reunite the Beatles. They have offered sums of money huge enough to subsidize Jackie Onassis' next divorce. The Beatles have been offered dictatorships of small countries, guest spots on Dick Clark's Live Wednesday, a congressional typist, and all the jelly beans in the world. But all offers were refused. We at Midnight Mondo were aware of all this when last spring we held a clandestine meeting with Alan Klein and Linda Eastman McCartney at a Mr. Donut off Highway 58 in Calabogie, Ontario. You know it. We knew the Beatles could not be bought by power, sex, or money. We knew they would not regroup out of a sense of history or pity or nostalgia. We would have to resort to different tactics. 
I can't reveal our final solution, but in the weeks of tortuous negotiations that followed that initial meeting, we logged 400,000 miles in the air, our phone bill for August was over $10,000, and hospitals throughout the Midwest are facing a shortage of chlorpromazine, that's Thorazine. Our efforts were rewarded two weeks ago in a seedy motel in East Moline, Illinois. It was the first meeting with all four Beatles present. We had to use psychology, some may say threats, to bring it all together. When they came to the next morning, their signatures were on the contract. And if there is one thing the Beatles understand, it's the bottom line. We have them. The Beatles. Together again. Live on Midnight Mondo. For years, it's been a dream. For years, it's been a rumor. For years, it's been the hope of millions. Now, it's a reality at long last. John, Paul, George, and Ringo. The Beatles. Come together. Come together. Together at long last. All the The Beatles come together one last time. Live on the only stage that could hold their force. The Beatles live at the Grand Canyon. August 14th, 1979. Step into your dream. Believe the Beatles come together live at the Grand Canyon, the only place big enough to hold the sound that bent history. The Beatles come together August 14th, 1979. The Beatles. This is a dream, and this is Midnight Mondo, and this is a hoax, and this is a table, and this is a chair, and this is a bird, and this is an alien, and this is an angel.
and gentlemen, tonight, live, the most awesome concert ever presented, a concert that could only happen at the Grand Canyon. Today and tonight, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, Simon and Garfunkel, the Jefferson Airplane with Grace Slick, the Sex Pistols, the Supremes, the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, the Who, Billy Tomlin, and finally, the event of the century, John Wall, George Ringo, the Beatles, People, people, I have some announcements, I have some announcements now. Leave the Indians alone, they won't hurt you. Please, listen up. First, we're out of water, and they say it's going to get up to 103 again today. Please, 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 your voices, people. It's going to get rough out here. Also, please don't don't fool around with the diamondback creatures. They've been going back and forth on the canyon floor. They're rattlesnakes. They're a downer. Um, I've just been told also our portable washrooms have not shown up yet, but don't worry. Um, uh, we're going to get an airdrop. Should only be another 15 hours, so try to hold it, please. Are you ready? Are you ready, Alpha? People. People, okay, okay, easy. Are they ready? Are they ready? Ladies and gentlemen, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Yes, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, I I know it's a little trouble up here. Please relax. We'll get it straightened out. Uh, While we're waiting, we have another act. Ladies and gentlemen, Simon and Garfunkel, ladies and gentlemen. Simon and Garfunkel, here they are. Listen, no. I'm sorry. Paul's still crazy, you know, after all these years, and he, he, he just can't perform. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry, Paul Simon's developed uh, a virus. He won't won't be on. So we're going to bring up a group from England. Here they are, the Sex Pistols, ladies and gentlemen, the Sex Pistols. Hey, man, take me on, because of money, can play me basket to all when me handcuffs on. Out, Sid. Out. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we developed a problem with some shackles on the bass player. Uh, Take it easy, here they come. We know you're anxious, ladies and gentlemen, the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders with a medley of Connie Francis hits. Someone will 
ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we we have we have uh, turned off their microphones. I know that's going to upset you quite a bit. I know you're upset. I know you're upset. Please, please try to handle it. We'll get back to it here. Okay, here we go. We're going to get to the main event now. Just a few minutes. Hang on. It's cool. Uh, okay, okay. This is it. The moment we have been waiting for since 1966. The last time the Beatles appeared in concert. Would you please? I don't know what an appropriate introduction would be, but let's welcome the Beatles. The Beatles, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Our first song we're going to do is from Thank our you. album Revolver. Thank you. It's a song I wrote and I sang all 16 tracks and played all the instruments. It's called oh, yes. Eleanor Rigby. Now, our first song we'd like to do, Power to the People. Now, my list says Eleanor Rigby, Johnny. I'm sorry, but that's yeah. the one we're going to do now. You're a middle-class pig. I'm a middle-class pig, John. No one's interested in your songs. We can't understand them. Yeah, no one, I think, is in my uh, What's you, that mean? Now on, I think. Shut up, Ringo, you, you twit. I don't want Nobody to do it, Ringo. Nobody wants to do that, Ringo. No, I, I don't come easy in my... I'll tell you right now. I the, know the what it's like pretty, to be The name best. of your band's What's pretty that? stupid, too. Here's pay for to taxis up here yeah, on the show. Tell me that song's not about LSD, John. Come on, I heard you, John, when you were writing it. You said, I'm going to write a song about LSD. I'm going to call it Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. That song stinks. We're going to do a silly love song. You're daft if you think I'm going to play with you. You're a fool and I'm walking. I'm at it. That's it. I go. Good riddance, John. I don't need you. And I'm not going to play with you, Ringo. You're nuts if you think I am. Goodbye, everybody. You don't come Spot for a comic, let's bring on Lily Tomlin. Oh, my goodness, he's missed it again. Midnight, Mondo. shimmers softly in her hair her eyes meet yours and you know this moment is forever honey I love you Rick I can't live without you I, I bought you a little something today oh Rick <laughs> oh you shouldn't have Rick because you're you what is it Rick is it Yes, it's a dead gorilla. Oh. Bring it in, boys. Put it over there. 
Oh, Rick, it matches the rug. I knew you'd like it. Yes, gorillas are forever. Uh-oh. Oh, hey, baby. Those tinkling little keys could mean only one thing. I've got to take it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Only... Hey, no, it means it's the end of another episode of Midnight oh. Mundo, starring the Ogdenetzel. I'm Otis 12, and that's Diver Dan Doobie. Hey, Diver Dan, I'd just like to take this opportunity to say to those folks out there in Radio Land that, hey, doing this show for you has made me feel like a cup of Formica. Yeah, I couldn't have put it better myself, Diver Dan, you know, and I just, I sort of, you know, have this strong feeling of... Molten styrofoam. Yeah, that's that pretty much it. What's on next week, Diver Dan? Yeah, you won't believe this. Next week, Suzanne Summers oh, burned at the stake. Mine oh. rare. Next week, too, we're going to interview the man who wrote the list of contents on the Ready Whip can. That's really exciting. No whip. Hey. Ooh. There he is, Fats. Sing it, Fats. Love that man. Oh, hey, Diver Dan. Look. What? You got a floor in here. Oh, boy, you're kidding. Hey, remodel. Yeah, wow. Wow, you're walking in and everything. The beauty, 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 beauty in those eyes, man. Oh, boy, I love that, man. Walls and cheese. Wow, remodeled. Must be the writer in the contract. Oh, hey, Midnight Mondo. <laughs> if it isn't love, then you're a vision, and this is nothing but a dream. So happy it is. It's a dream. And there never was a heaven up above. I only know I am.